What up, Army of Cunts? Hey. What you're about to listen to is an episode with Jax Deloso. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. <laughs> Fabulous. I know. We had a corrupted audio incident <sighs> during this recording. Uh, most of the show turned out okay. Yeah. But the first 10 minutes sounds extremely tinny, and we do apologize for that. It just, we know it doesn't sound good. Yeah. You don't need to write to us and tell us that it doesn't sound good. We know. We know it sounds like hot dog shit. But the thing is, the first 10 minutes we thought were very interesting. She so took a pregnancy test. She took a pregnancy test on air. Yes. Um, And it was very juicy. And we wanted to keep it in so that you could listen to it. But if you're the type of person who's offended by poor audio, then just skip ahead 10 minutes and yeah. know that she took a pregnancy test and talked about her first pregnancy out of four, yeah. which was in high school. She was like a super Republican kind of religious person. Yeah, super conservative. She said, I think she said she and her family would watch like right-wing news O'Reilly shows. Factor O'Reilly and shit, Factor. Yeah. And so, her and her boyfriend would go to, went to an abortion clinic and people were protesting outside. Yeah. The reason why she got it was because the abortion is because she was drinking at the and doing drugs at the time and she was afraid the baby would be fucked up. Yeah. Which... It would have been. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Truly horrifying stuff, but very interesting. And she was a joy. So that's the brief summary. But if you can withstand it, listen to it. Um, Get into it. Yeah. And if not, skip ahead 10 minutes. Andrea was listening to Sufjan Stevens. Yeah. Are you familiar with Sufjan? Yeah. (laughs) And... I just don't understand why you would want to slit your wrist first thing in the morning. Listen, some of us aren't morning people and we need quiet and emo and just soft noises. Sometimes I listen to Beethoven. I'm old, man. I'm 30. Beethoven. Okay? I'll, I like, like the dog. I like Tobin. Thank you. <laughs> Joining us today is fellow Tobin lover, Jack Deloso. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for being here. Uh, yeah, everyone's got their own morning routine, and some of us like high-frequency pop. And some of us um, <laughs> include pregnancy tests in yes, our morning routine. I do. My God. <laughs> So Jax, so Andrea received a phone call from Jax when she was on the way to the studio um, saying that your period is late. How late? 17, 17 days. Yeah, that's, that's late. Days. I, I've never been that late yeah. before, I don't think. It's not late anymore. It just didn't come. Like, it just didn't show up. Is this so... <laughs> I have so many questions. Um, so what... Is it one guy that you're banging? Are you guys like, are you guys exclusive and you're raw dogging? Oh, God. Or is it like a condom broke? Like, what's the situation? Um, uh, yeah, we're, I, I mean, as far as I know. Right. <laughs> we're only fucking each other. Uh-huh. Um, so it's not like a question of like, oh, no, who's my baby dad? Sure, sure. Has or, there been a conversation that you're only fucking each other? Or you know that you're only fucking him and you're not sure about him? Oh. Can you call them conversations? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and more, more of the nonverbal variety. More of a like looking at his phone yes. and just kind of hoping and praying and, you know, assuming. Yeah. It was more in like instances where something had bothered him. Yeah. And I had to like reassure him of something. Uh-huh. And then it kind of just came out like, I guess this is how we both feel. Right sure, now sure. May I ask you, have you been pregnant before? Yes. Okay, and I assume that you got it taken care of, or maybe you have to take it down. Did you drop it in the bottom of the ocean? You vacuum that shit up. Uh, I mean, I've, I've had two abortions, and um, both of them, well, the first one I was on birth control, and I took antibiotics, mm. and I just didn't know. I was like a little baby slut, and I had no idea. An LBS? Yes, the old days. And then the second time, the guy was pulling out, and he did leave residual load uh, in there. How many How many times have we got under our belt? Oh, boy. Uh, um, heavyweight champ. Uh, <laughs> ding, ding. Four? Four. Four. Four pregnancy scares? No. Four pregnancies. Four pregnancies. No, why do you think you're pregnant? Because you, you're always you're pregnant. You're fertile as fuck. I'm fertile, fertile. Yeah. I yeah. really am. Like, I, I think if a guy looks at me, he could potentially get Yeah, pregnant. yes, for um, sure. 
so okay so obviously this is like a a big fear for you like anytime i mean you're 17 17 days late for your price for your period so yeah i would say it's a fear yeah it's just like you know you get pregnant Sometimes, like, enough I, times, I, yeah. Well, was the four times, like, has has it ever been a repeat guy, or it's different dudes? Well, one was in high school. Oh, my God, you poor thing. I was 16. Fuck. So then did he, did he pay for the abortion? Was he good during the abortion? He was the best during the abortion. Like, it was actually really oh. sad. Like, he was very upset. Uh-huh. We were both upset, but we're, like, he lived in his parents' house still, in, yeah. like, a room. Like, I was, like, sleeping at his parents. It was just yeah. weird. And not okay. Nobody's so, fit for a child at that time. Yeah, yeah. And he was sad. He borrowed his his brother's pickup truck. And mm-hmm. it was like five in the morning. And at that time, there was only one abortion clinic. And it was up in Englewood, New Jersey. And we were in like South Jersey. Mm-hmm. So we had to drive all the way up there. And we got there. There was protesters outside. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah, was, they were screaming at us. I was hysterical. The whole thing was very traumatic. And that place is shut down for the way they their hygiene practices. And oh, my God. Yeah, their bedside manner was very bad. Really? Yeah. Like, it was really – that was a traumatic time. I remember waking up from my abortion and looking at the nurse and asking – it's so stupid, but I said – did my baby go to heaven? And she goes, Oh, this is the saddest story I've ever heard. She goes, if you don't shut the fuck up. <gasps> and then she like pulled the curtain. And I was like, when I tell you, like, it was just a slap of reality to the face. Like, no one cares about women. That's, I learned early. Like, yeah. I'm lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember when I went to, I got my first abortion at Planned Parenthood. And, um, I went alone because the guy who got me pregnant moved back to the state where he was from, and he forgot to call me. Um, LOL, LOL, LOL. But you mark that down on the calendar. Yeah, you can put a GCAL reminder, uh, call baby mama, because right. she's out there alone getting this done. Yeah. But I remember afterwards, and, and I Planned Parenthood is, they have, their bedside uh, manner is fine. They definitely very like, they're very like, are you getting on birth control? Are you going to be on birth control? Can I give you some birth control? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know birth control? Because you clearly don't know birth control. Like, uh-huh. they're very, very, like, waving as, you know, that's their job. I, I don't fault them for that. But um, I remember afterwards, I was sitting in the waiting room with um, another woman. and I was, like, maybe 19, if not 20 at the oldest. I was in college here. And um, a woman next to me was, like, a working woman. Mm-hmm. And we were both sitting in the recovery chairs. And if you, I don't know if this is your experience, but the Planned Parenthood people told me that after an abortion, your body basically makes the symptom, like gives you the symptoms of your pregnancy, but like on crack. Yeah. So if you had morning sickness, which I did with that pregnancy, you get like super morning sickness. For how long? Like a brief period. Okay. So I'm sitting next to this like 30 year old woman just throwing up into a bucket and she's on her phone being like I can't come in today because I'm busy okay and I was just like this is what being a woman is like yeah Yeah. sitting in the back on like shitty reclining chairs she's calling into work because she like can't tell anyone she's pregnant yeah she's probably missing like an important meeting yeah she's got like a blazer on and I'm throwing up into a fucking like but oddly yeah. enough, like, that was kind of a window into your future because your second one, you were a working woman. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's kind of like, this is phase one. <laughs> That's going to be phase two of your abortion uh-huh, journey. Uh-huh. I've never had an abortion. Yeah. No. Get one under your belt. I mean, I will say that if I were to get pregnant today, that would be what would need to be done yeah Yeah. the thing that's so um hard about the idea of that now for me personally is when you're 16 I feel like obviously you were probably very emotional it was I'm not like trying to downplay how hard that must have been but it's kind of a no-brainer in that like you're not well equipped to handle a child you're a teen in your age exactly for me now I would have a hard time just with the idea of like I could raise a child Mm -hmm. it would just be a life ruiner yeah you know yeah and that feels selfish in a way but it's not because you would be responsible for this life sure that you wouldn't be able to nurture in the right way well I never felt guilty and I don't know if this is your experience but I never felt guilty because I was like 
I will resent this child. Mm -hmm. I am not financially able to give, like, if I want to have a kid, I want to give them the best possible life. Yeah. I'm a fucking broke comedian. Yeah, exactly. the, ma the, money, <laughs> the money thing is the biggest yeah. thing yeah. for me. And during both of these times, I was certainly not, like, emotionally stable in any sense of the word. So it's like, let's throw a baby into this. I, it's just yeah. like it seems like it would be a disservice to everyone involved. And in both my pregnancies, the men were horrible guys. And so I'm like, oh, this is going to be their daddy? Surprise. Oh, yeah. ex-heroin addict, comedian, rapist? No need to continue that genetic line. You're welcome, yeah. Yeah. society. Yeah. I snipered that baby out of our fucking group. I mean, well, oddly enough, that person has a baby now. So. I know. Oh, God. Let us, yeah, let, I was just going to say, let us pray for that baby. Um, but, spe well, speaking of prayer, you just said when you when you asked the technician um, if your baby was going to go to heaven, was that because you were a religious person? Or where do you think that was coming from? I, I didn't, at that time, I didn't even know what, how I felt because, I mean, I was kind of religious. I was Catholic. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. I was, um, I was not for abortion. Like, I, I was in politics like as a kid i was in young republican oh was, really yeah wow. and and it, this is stuff that my parents said not my yeah. parents my mom specifically like our family bonding activity i'm not fucking with you this is terrible and this is going to be recorded sure lay it down Mary. Activity that we love to do was watch the o'reilly factor <laughs> <laughs> And Hannity and Cole. Okay. So just to, to just to put it in perspective, this was post 9-11 uh, television. So yeah. everything was sensationalized. It was very exciting in a way. Yeah. And we followed like we followed that pretty closely. Like I wrote essays about it. Like wow. So you were like a very staunch Republican, like Catholic. That was a very polarizing time. I mean, it, yeah. I I mean, immediately after 9-11, like it felt like there was um such a uh, unity between people because we all had to come together or whatever. Right. But but then I remember it was kind of like this weird time where, like, if you were pro-choice, you were also pro-terror. Oh, know? that's like, interesting. Like, you think they were, like, linked together? Yeah, like, not necessarily those two things, but, like, if you, like, the, um, in, in uh, right-wing uh, propaganda and, like, on right-wing TV and on right-wing radio, mm -hmm. they would paint liberals as, like, pro-terror or like not wow. wanting to like keep this country safe yeah yeah like and if you don't subscribe to all of the right-wing values then you you're are you're a terrorist <laughs> essentially yeah yeah basically that's but, terrifying so basically that was my my stance as a kid i didn't fully grasp politics in any sure. way like social issues things like that i didn't understand like mm -hmm. things i understand now well yeah because you're a kid right and so, you're under the care of your parents so you just i just believed my parents politics and yeah. beliefs yeah i think most people do right of course. until they can grow a brain right. right or or be exposed to other points of view like i i didn't tell my parents that i had my first abortion i don't i mean they don't know about the second one but i, I do i'll <laughs> freely tell them i mean i, I they don't they don't care but um i remember i didn't tell them not because i uh, think that they would disagree with it. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I don't need to get you wrapped up in this right. fucking shitstorm. Like, I just feel guilty that that this is something that I have to deal with now. I wouldn't want my parents to think of me in that situation. Like your your child having to like have a procedure like that and go through the emotional fucking. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't so. Did you feel distraught about it? Uh, well, when you were 16, I'm sure a lot more. Yeah, that time. I mean, the other times, no. The, the I mean, the, what was it? The second time? Mm -hmm. The second time, I was 24. Uh -huh. I was working in a strip club. Nice. I was 25. Yeah. And I was dating a 22-year-old. So, yeah, I was dating him. Mm -hmm. And he knew, like, we were even going to keep it. This is crazy. Really? He knew. And um, I was working in a strip club. He dropped me off at work pregnant to go make money. He wasn't working at the time. Wow. And it was he was driving my car. Okay. Right? So he's driving my... I, I know. I know. What the fuck? So... He, I mean, listen. He he drops me off, and then I get a phone call. I look at my phone. It's just missed call after missed call from his phone number I don't recognize. Mm -hmm. I call him back, and it's his friend. And he's like, hey. He's like, Nate's in jail. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. He got pulled over. He doesn't have a license. Andrea. Emily. Have you been reading any good books lately? I can't read, but I can listen. 
Oh, my God, that's perfect, because this week our sponsor is Audible. Finally! You know Audible. Audible allows you to access an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. It's got everything, baby. It's seriously got everything. Have you, uh, What have you been listening to? So I'm traveling a lot to go back to Canada, and this is the perfect app for just listening to books, keeping yourself amused, whether it's your regular traveling or long term, or just like being an educated person who listens to books. Yeah, Whoa. they're they're really nice to listen to um, as you fall asleep. Yeah. If you're into that, I usually listen to either podcasts or um, audiobooks when I go to sleep because I find it very soothing. Um, yeah. I actually listened to a book that I've talked about on the show called Intuitive Eating, um, which teaches you how to shocker intuitively eat. And game I don't changer. think, yeah, game changer. I don't think I would have made it through the book if I was reading it just because it's kind of dense. Yeah, totally. But it was nice to, to listen to and I still feel like I absorb the book. It so. like breaks it apart. You get to sort of listen along um, throughout your day. It's really great. And they have such a good selection of things. They have an incredible library. I um, was searching. I was like, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have that? Everything. Everything. All like the best sellers, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would also be a very good uh, gift right. to get for somebody for the holidays because um, it seems to be something that everybody's getting into because nobody likes to read. I know. No one knows. <laughs> no one has an attention span. You can listen on any device, anytime, anywhere with the Audible app. It's great while commuting at the gym or during your holiday travels. Oh, the gym. That's good. Yeah. Like on the treadmill. I'm fucking repping hard. Right now, for a limited time, you can get three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month. That's awesome. That's more than half off the regular price. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash H-M-C-H for Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Or text H-M-C-H to 500-500. I swear it's not a scam. (laughs) Again, again, for a limited time, visit audible.com slash H-M-C-H or text H-M-C-H to 500-500. Yeah, this is a great gift. This is even a gift for yourself. Get a little more learned, people. He lied to me about having a license. And then when I got to the police station to go get him, mm-hmm. the cops came out and they're like, you're going to be pissed. And I was like, why? He's like, well, your little boyfriend got pulled over with another girl in the car. Jesus Christ. He's like, that's your car, right? Oh, my God. I was like, yeah. Was he cheating on you? Yes, he was cheating on <laughs> yeah, me. And I then mean, yeah. and then they <laughs> let him and the girl, they both got arrested. They had drugs in the car. They He had he wasn't driving, mm-hmm. had no license. Oh, they had drugs in the car. Yeah, they had drugs in the okay. car. Okay, because I was thinking when you said that, I was like, he definitely didn't just not have a license because no, that's not yeah. an arrestable offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And he, Shit, he, And he didn't have the registration to the car. I had it. <gasps> so they're like, hey. Is so that... it looked like a stolen yeah. car. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. So anyways, so I fucking get out and then I look and there's fucking messages from this girl like yeah your man's been eating my pussy like shut up yeah he's mine and I'm like what the I'm like like you can have him yes you see what he did enjoy the man like uh, the next day I went and I fucking got an abortion yeah I I don't care yeah I was like what the fuck that's gonna be the father of my child this sociopath yeah yes this piece of garbage yeah that's that's always the like oh well now that I know you're this yeah we're not gonna raise a child Ugh. together. Yeah. Um, wow. Dodged a bullet there. Are you Seriously. kidding? That's it. All of them. They're all the same. They're all yeah. the fucking same. They all are. Have, have you been cheated on more than once? Like every single. Yes. Every oh, really? Yes. Every single one. How wow. do you. So the the last. I think the last time we interviewed someone who's. I, I assume. I assume that. Mm, like 20 to 30% of the dudes I've been with have cheated with me, probably cheated on me, probably more. I mean, a lot of them were- And you just didn't find yeah, out? Yeah, a lot of them were also ambiguous and mm-hmm. like partially open, but then not, but like the conversations are never like super cement. Well, yeah. that's easy to do then because if you were ever questioned about it, you're like, you seem more justified. Yeah, of course. Like we didn't pr- exactly say, right, but it's right, like, right. I, I don't know. That's I just a trick. It is a trick it's because a it's trick. like, I would assume that you, I, if you were starting I, like I had people like start side relationships and I'm yeah. like you could have mentioned you turned yeah. me into I mean, a but sister this is, wife this is an, I mean this is this goes back to the communication thing where like the, all of those problems could have easily been solved by better communication well, but here's my thought though is like if you're with a guy who's like that 
even if you do quote unquote lock it down, mm-hmm. they'll just cheat on you anyway. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's true, I guess. Like yeah. cheaters exist no matter how careful you are. Yeah. Um, do you think that you can, do you think someone can cheat and like ch- change their ways? I, I, don't, I just think that like, I just think that it's something that happens. Like I kind of separate, I don't know if this is like some sort of thing where I'm, what is it called? Uh, oh my God, compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. This might Nailed be it. something, yeah, <laughs> it might be that. Uh, but I don't think like sex and like love are the same thing. I uh, think yeah. that a guy can cheat on a woman and still love sure. her and come back and be like, I won't fuck that girl anymore, but he'll probably go do it again because he's horny. Like, I just don't think that, I don't even like to think of people as like cheaters. They're just people who don't like, they don't swing monogamous. Like, yeah. Right. So then would you be, so I mean, to me, that sounds like you, a good situation for you would be like an open relationship type of thing have you ever done that before yeah I I mean and like it doesn't really bother me like Mm -hmm. the the problem is more that if I fucked somebody it would be a problem for them right really (laughs) men you know how men are they're insecure so they don't want you fucking other people but they want to fuck everybody yeah they want to sow their fucking wild dumb oats and (laughs) (laughs) well that therein lies the issue then because I think it's like when when you're in a situation where uh, somebody's being a che- not being faithful to you, but you can't do the same thing, or like it would become like this huge issue, then obviously there's a problem. Well, it's, there. Yeah. it's misogyny because it's like I own you, mm-hmm. you're mine, I control what you do, but the rules do not apply to, to me. me. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you are lesser than me. You are yeah. my, especially the like the possessiveness of like you're my woman and you don't disrespect me by hooking up with other guys I'm like I'm not a possession of yours I'm a human being I can do whatever the fuck I want (laughs) yeah I uh how did you meet that guy you said that you meet a lot of guys or a lot of guys follow you online before you actually meet them Jax is a dime by the way everybody follow her Instagram (laughs) truly no you you. is your body real I mean most of it (laughs) wow damn girl so i'll tell you i'll tell you what i had done because everybody wants to know i would yeah i would like really like emily's dying there's a lot of rumors there's a lot of rumors that my ass is fake ass is real oh nice ass is real i would Um, guess your ass is real yeah um, it's real unfortunately because it it gravity's working on it (laughs) really the only thing that i have a question about are your tits the tits are fake um but i'll say this when i got them done i was bodybuilding so oh. I had basically no breast tissue and I wanted to do competition. So I was like, cool. yeah, I was like, I'm getting these done. And I had these huge rock titties. They were up on my collarbone. Yeah. So great. I felt like a, <laughs> yeah, like a porn star. Like oh, I want them so bad. Those Anyways. competitions would be so hard when I, I look at photos of them a lot. Cause I find women, female bodybuilders so impressive Yeah, just to get that amount of muscle as a woman. is so difficult, but then also, yeah, they have like these womanly bodies. I'm like, how do you maintain <laughs> that shape I yeah. don't understand uh, for me it's not difficult to get them up like that's uh, I'm kind of naturally built that way like just that's cool. muscular yeah. I'm just you know <laughs> like you said I could carry a child like I'm yeah solid <laughs> solid yes solid. that's a good word you for got it. that child barren yeah. body like ox yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah uh so uh yeah so the tits are fake but what so what ended up happening was when I got them done I couldn't lift my arms for fucking six months really oh my yeah God. so my body like I I was on steroids but like my body I had to stop taking steroids for my surgery and then I never went back on my my body shrunk like I got less muscle tone uh-huh. and then eventually I just stopped working out and I stopped bodybuilding so then I just got titties like I grew breast tissue on top and now I have these like oh. Nona tits how old <laughs> <laughs> Nona tits how, yeah. how old were you when you were bodybuilding uh, 20, I was 21 to 23, I think it was, okay. or 24. Yeah, and, to 24. And why couldn't you raise the arms after the surgery? 25. 25. I, I did it for a few years because of the incision underneath. Ah. And also, so when they give you breast implants, the way the surgery is done most of the time, unless you have like an anatomical problem, uh-huh. is they put a slit underneath your, uh, your, uh, your pectoral muscle uh-huh. and then they insert the implant underneath your muscle and then oh, sew it whoa. yeah that's what keeps them right and tight yeah yeah holy shit but oh my God. yeah they they create a pocket in there do you not have to wear a bra 
right now I'm wearing a bus minimizing bra from Walmart. Very nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out. Walmart bus Walmart, minimizing bra. We use prison labor. <laughs> <laughs> um, it but was actually, bras. this is, I didn't buy it. I, I got it at, a, I was in a Bollywood film as an extra, as a stripper. <laughs> Every sentence that comes out of your mouth is like, wait, what? <laughs> I know, I know. What a life, Jack. And she gave the wardrobe girl, she's like, that bra actually fits you perfectly. You can have it. And I was like, thank you. That's oh my gosh. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. The giver of bras. Right. I, know. Ugh, I, love I would her. worship that woman. Ugh. So, okay. So we have the answer on the body. May we go back to the dudes? Yes, we can. Yes. Okay. Yes, May we right. return to the dudes? So dude number one, high school, he's older and you guys met at the show met at the show Mm -hmm. guy number two uh cheater stole your car drug dealer piece of shit (laughs) got what now guy number three what are we what's going on there pregnancy number three okay yeah this is pregnancy number three Uh um these are not the only three boyfriends i've ever had oh god (laughs) (laughs) um pregnancy number three was with a guy i dated for a while Mm -hmm. um He's just, he's just emotionally unstable. Yeah. And like, I care about him, but I just can't, you know what I mean? Was he like emotionally abusive towards you? Yeah. But he, like, he was one of those people that he didn't mean to be, but he's so damaged that Uh he could never have like a healthy relationship unless he went to therapy, but there would be no way he would ever do that. That's scary. That is very scary. Because like, you know that they are a good person. You want to see the good in them, but at the same time, it's like, wow, you have issues that I cannot solve. Right. Yeah. And I'm just going to be a victim of your lashing out because you don't know how to properly deal with whatever is going on. Right. Yeah. And when you, I mean, and when you empathize with someone and when you sympathize with someone, you tend to make excuses for them and forgive certain behavior that you usually wouldn't. And it just went on for too long and we were on and off. And then one day we got drunk and we were in Miami <laughs> in a Bollywood film <laughs> in a Bollywood film there was fire absolutely everywhere um, I was lifting him up like a bodybuilder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't oh my god I'm picturing the whole thing it's wonderful uh so yeah we were in Miami mm-hmm. and um I guess he he said oops <laughs> I don't think it was by accident. That's just my opinion. Oh, you think he tried to get you pregnant to like keep you around? I, I do. But the thing that I did was I didn't get a plan B. I was just like, maybe it's time. To have the baby. Oh. I don't know what went through my head at the time, but I just felt like, you know, maybe I could have a kid right now. Really? I was doing well with money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it goes back to money, truly. Yeah, yeah, always. Were, yeah. were you... In a good place in your relationship at no! that time? No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't even want, I didn't want to be with him. I was so just like, I'm going to take his sperm and I'm going to bake a baby in there. Oh. <laughs> and it's going to be Ma- for me. Yeah, it's for me. Yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> subconsciously baby. you thought that it would like keep him around. No, I didn't like want that. him. No, no. I broke up with him like a long time ago. Like, So you were just going to be a single mom? Yes, that was the plan. Well, thank God that didn't pan out. <laughs> I mean... I. You know what I mean. I had a house. I, I mean, I had another bedroom and I was like lonely and my kittens just moved. I had foster kittens. They just moved out. And I was just. <laughs> and you're like, I need a human kitten. I do. And what made you decide not to keep it? Um, common sense. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually sure. I was just like, uh, you know, I think sometimes the pregnancy hormones also can fuck you up. That makes yes. a lot of sense. That yeah. too. I mean, but I did willingly kind of get pregnant, so. Well, I mean, both parties have to participate for a pregnancy. Like, he has to fucking make the deposit, and you have to receive the <laughs> yeah, deposit. Yeah, of course. Um, deposit process. Right? Your deposit processing bank. Uh, I mean, it didn't sound like, it doesn't sound like that would have been a successful no, co-parenting no, no, situation. No, no, so. I, I didn't think it would. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I don't know what I was thinking, to be honest. I, I did something stupid, I guess. Yeah. And, um, and then the fourth one. The fourth one wasn't a, it was a it was a miscarriage. Oh shit. Yeah. So did you want to keep did you want to keep it and then it was miscarried or did you just <clears throat> not know and then you miscarried on your own? No, so what happened? This is actually another fucking crazy story. So, <laughs> Welcome to Hot Mess Cowdy Hour, baby. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I like get like uh there's like something wrong with my urethra. So I get like okay. UTIs a lot. Ditto. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. basically like my urethra has like a diverticulum. Oh, so, so stuff will like, I guess like pee will get in there and then I'll, I'll get a, a cyst or whatever. So it's it, horrible. Yeah. It, it just keeps happening. Whatever. I can't, it's, I still need this surgery. But anyway, I went yeah. to go get the fucking surgery. They scheduled my surgery and then I had pre-testing. It was like three days before I was supposed to get it done. Mm-hmm. I go in and they're like, um, you're pregnant. 
I was like, what? Oh, yeah. I was like, don't, no, I'm not. Don't, don't you love that? Oh, so you didn't even suspect it no! that time. Yeah. I had no symptoms. That's how now I believe those women who are like, I gave birth yeah. without no like I I get it yeah my second wow. one I had no idea I went to a I went to a clinic for a UTI type thing yeah. I was like I'm gonna get a yeast infection or something mm-hmm. there's some sort of pussy situation yeah. going on and it always was, a pussy situation yeah. I mean, god it's never fucking ending I feel like my pussy's just like a con- it's like a bank that I keep <laughs> depositing money into but I went into a, a, a clinic and it was a male doctor. I'll never forget his face because he was like he was like moonlighting from Long Island and like really didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And he came in and he just looked so annoyed. I'm like, what's your fucking deal? And he's like, you're pregnant. And I'm like, <laughs> and I just went, shit. And he was like not expecting. He was expecting me to be like, oh my God. Or I don't know. Oh, I see. But he was very taken aback by my like, are you fucking serious, dude? And then he was like, do you want information about prenatal? I'm like, yeah, do I want information about prenatals? I met at a clinic on the weekend and you look fucking bummed to be here. This is not like a joyous, joyous occasion. I I wonder if he was required to to tell you those things. I'm sure he was. Because I I feel like a lot of states, they require you to offer prenatal care and adoption options before abortion. Yeah. Where was it? It was in Union Square. I mean, oh, was, it was in New York? Okay, yeah. never mind. It was like a, a clinic, Yeah, right? he was all but rolling his eyes because he didn't want to deal with it because yeah. it was clear that I had no idea oh, and then he no. had to come in and be, and like tell me and I was like, oh, well, fuck. Jeez. This is not the, the you know, piece of news I was expecting this yeah, afternoon. They give you a pregnancy test for, for pretty much anything when you yeah. go in because I guess it's like the easiest test to give and I'm always like, why are you... I Like, I've gotten pregnancy tests when I go in for like wrist pain. I'm like, what do you... What? Yeah, they got They always rule it out because it's a cause of so many broad symptoms, like yeah. nausea, heartburn, headaches. They're all pregnancy symptoms. Indigestion, so they, yeah. upset stomach, <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> oh, you uh, are pregnant. <laughs> they literally are. Yeah, <laughs> it's all. Oh my god. So, so they give you the test um, when you're g- trying to go in for surgery. They pretest. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I, I can't get the surgery then. So I couldn't get the surgery. So I had to oh cancel my, my fucking surgery. And then he told me, we'll reschedule for like another test. Uh-huh. And we, we'll track the pregnancy and see if it's if it's a viable pregnancy or if you're if you've lost a pregnancy. I see. So they wanted to rule out that it was like a chem, like not a chemical pregnancy, but it turned out that I had miscarried in between. Oh, so your body thinks it's pregnant because all the hormones are like are going. Right. So they see that test and it says you're pregnant, but you can... You can seem pregnant and have a miscarriage. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That's oh, a, I see. It's called um, early, like uh, it's like early something miscarriage, uh, spontaneous miscarriage. Jesus, that's, that's it. Spontaneous. That's a great band name. Yeah, a great spontaneous. Like, I had to think of it. Femme, like punk. Oh, pop. that is. You know what? Let's do it. We're here in spontaneous <laughs> miscarriage. Somebody get me a guitar. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are praying for spontaneous miscarriage. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, it probably also happens to a lot of people, and they don't even know. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you take, if you have like IUDs and stuff like that, it's. I'm. I'm hearing more and more mm-hmm. about like you getting endo- an endopic pregnancy, like in your fallopian tubes, or mm-hmm. like there's a lot more of that kind of like. You're not pregnant, but it's some other crazy shit. Yeah. yeah. That's scary. Like, I'd rather be pregnant than have an atopic pregnancy yeah. because that's a surgery now you need to do. And your Damn. fucking fallopian tube can burst open. Yes. Oh, my God. I've never heard of this yeah. before in my life. It is. You have lived such a nightmare-free pussy life, I my know. friend. <laughs> I, know. I know. My pussy treats me very well. I feel like I need to take her to the spa <laughs> Yeah, seriously. And write a thank you note. Yeah, she deserves yeah. the world. Go Just, get that little girl vajazzled. Yes. <laughs> My vagina. I want to do that so bad. <laughs> My vagina is such a fucking nightmare. Because uh, how how fun would it be if you were like getting undressed, you catch yourself in the mirror, and you have a fully blinged out pussy? I just think it would be <laughs> so fun. It would be funny. It would be yeah. kind of like having a tattoo on your vagina. Yeah. If you get pregnant again, Jax, we will pay for the vajazzling as a yes. as a congratulations after. for the bridal shower. I yeah. mean, for the baby shower. <laughs> When my baby is born, I will bejazzle my baby. Exactly. <laughs> yes. As soon as he comes out, just coat him in glitter or she. Oh, oh. Yes. Uh-huh. That'll pretty up that bald head. Yeah. So, so the dudes in these situations, the dudes in these situations all seem like kind of pieces of gar- or very fucked up people. Well, dude number one was not fucked up. He was just an idiot. Yeah. Um, we've both felt pretty bad. Yeah. We wrote letters to our dead baby. 
Um, really? Yeah. Because um, oh you, so you felt guilty oh, at that age. It, it, because I didn't understand it. Like, yeah. Like I was only taught one thing. And the one thing I was taught was that this is you're murdering a baby. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, just just think of the visual of, of me, like all those protesters yeah, outside horrible. and then them t- calling me a murderer. It's like I really felt t- also yeah. that I was. I yeah. felt I was doing the wrong thing when I did it. And then what made you do it? Because, I mean, you were a teenager, but how did how did you like overcome these feelings? You just were like. Do you want to know the real reason? Yes. I'm dying to know. Oh, God. It's so funny. Like your dead baby. <laughs> so the real reason was because at the time I was like doing a lot of drugs uh-huh. and I was also drinking a lot uh-huh. really heavily. And I did for, and I was, I was almost 12 weeks pregnant. Uh-huh. Ugh, yeah. I get chills even thinking about it. So, um... I was very far along my first ab- abortion too because I got a false negative and then I couldn't get an appointment. I was in college and it took me yeah. so long. It's in, in, For me too. That's why I was at 12 weeks because when I found out I was seven but I couldn't get an appointment till 12. Yeah, and you're on your own trying to fucking deal yeah. with it. It's very difficult. And that's the cutoff, right? Yeah. 12 weeks? Right. Or yeah. Around I was, there? I was around 11 when yeah. I got it. Wow. Um, but uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, at the time New Jersey had a law where you had a mandatory waiting period um, from the time you find out you're pregnant until what? the time you get an abortion. And that's why there was only one place that did abortions in New Jersey. It was Englewood. Everyone put, like, society makes it so impossible. It, like, paints you in such a fucking corner. Right. You have to you have to advocate for yourself. You right. have to find the clinic. You have to, like, have the insurance and all the fucking shit. It's not cheap. Yeah, it's, it's getting not worse easy. in a lot of <laughs> yeah. ways. It, it's this, oh, so uh, at the time, it was $350. Yeah. And it's still around the same price. Yeah. In 2019. And this was 2006 or seven. Yeah. Who paid for it? He did. He paid for yeah, it? Yeah, he did. Mazel. Least he could do. Yeah. He felt really, I mean, he I mean, I'm sure. felt horrible. I'm sure so he did. I was really, uh, the reason I, I went through with it was because I was, we both were very afraid that the baby would have like fetal alcohol or some sort of brain um, damage. And it probably would have. Of course it would have. I was not, when I was a teenager, I was lawless. I just, <laughs> yeah. How come? Was, May I ask? I mean, I know why teenagers are lawless. <laughs> like, what's what's the family situation? Um, my dad just like bounced when I was fifteen. He was uh-huh. like, "Bye," and then my mom, she just she Had went to, to deal she, it on her own. Well, she went to school. She left. She left us alone, mm-hmm. me and my brother, and she expected me to take care of him. And I was like, "I first of all, all this is happening to me too." Yes. She just she never considered that we are going through stuff. She just is like, "I'm going through a divorce. My husband left me. I have to deal with this." And it was never like, "Hey, how are you guys?" Yeah. yeah. So she just left us. And like to be fair, my brother hates my guts, and I get it because I didn't take care of him right. Like I would leave him with like yeah, microwave you're, pizzas. You're and a child though. It's not your I, responsibility. I agree. But it, yeah, I get. I agree but you know I feel I feel guilty about how I handled it when I was younger even because I was smart you know I wasn't a dumb kid I just I I just felt I couldn't handle it my my thing was escape I moved out I moved in with my boyfriend the Mm -hmm. the guy sure I I stayed at his parents house I finished high school Mm -hmm. and that was that was that you know and Uh, your mom didn't mind that you were doing that she didn't care I mean I feel like no no not at all she no yeah, I feel like what, what? What's your relationship with your mom like now? Same. <laughs> Do you I don't really have much of a relationship? No, I don't really talk to her that much. Like I, she she calls me for money. <laughs> wow, oh, really? No, like everyone money. in your life has failed you. Huh? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. like she calls me for money. I owe her to be fair, but I mean, she just always says it's more than it actually is. So <laughs> why do why do you say you owe her? Uh, because basically my license is kind of fucked up just because of points mm-hmm. they were sell- both cell phone tickets but mm-hmm. insurance for me is like 1700 a month Holy if i do it shit, shit. Oh i know that's it's insane that's no fucking joke and that's a month because people are like wait do you mean year i'm like no i mean month it's 1700 a month for me to get that's like insurance. a studio apartment in yeah. williamsburg yeah damn girl <laughs> wow. so um i had her co-sign on my car so that I can put the insurance in her name. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she, it's a $98 through her and I usually just cash app her the money. Mm-hmm. But like when I wasn't working a few weeks back, I'm bipolar. <laughs> but which is by the way why I'm a hot mess. Sure. Um there that's uh that makes that's so, my reason. That makes total sense. I mean, yeah. what, a, a lot of the like a lot of the things you're talking about seem like very manic and like that's yeah. a, that's a huge part of bipolar is these sort of like these super prolonged manic periods yeah. where you're like 
you're taking risks that you're that you're not really able to like assess how the ramifications of the risk because you're fucking <laughs> high off your own right, brain. Right? right? It's crazy. Yeah. But you know it's what's crazy. what's what I notice again and again with friends who are bipolar is that those episodes create the best stories. They do, and the best art. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like this is why you have these incredible stories, but I imagine when you're going through it, it can be very exhausting. It, it that's exactly the word, actually. It's yeah. like you're like, all right, I know we did this yesterday. We we did this the day before. Uh, I can't do this again. And then you eventually you just then that's when depression I'm going through it. I'm yeah. going through it now. And as I get older, I'm 30 years old. Mm-hmm. I get mixed episodes now. That's fucking what is oh, a wow. mixed episode. Fuck. It's when you're manic and depressed at the same time. Jesus That's Christ. crazy. Yeah, you ever put like an ice cube in your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect it's, description it's, for it. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot. I, I so what don't it, really know what's going on in my own head half the time. Does, does that mean that it could vary from hour to hour? Or what does that look like exactly? Um, as I get older, it's getting harder to kind of... I used to be able to predict when I was going to have an episode or uh-huh. I, I know what my triggers are and all that but now it's like wild card like everything's mixed up um it can last for a day Mm -hmm. or a few hours or maybe a month Mm -hmm. i don't know wow and i don't know when it's gonna stop i don't Mm -hmm. know what's causing it and that's why like yesterday i had a whole mental breakdown on my couch Mm -hmm. i was just so i live with my godmother Mm -hmm. and i was screaming and i was like i don't know what to do Mm -hmm. so uh, luckily like the, the guy i'm dating he's like cool and he was like sending me like places that he was recommending like therapists mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like because I'm not I'm not adverse to therapy. I'm not one of those people who's afraid to get sure. help. You know, I'll go see a fucking doctor. I don't yeah. give a fuck. I yeah. need medicine. Like I know that. Like yeah. yesterday I, I made the decision. I'm going back on meds and that's that. Yeah. It's hard. I was just so we've had uh, our friend Jonathan O'Donnell who's bipolar one. Mm-hmm. The classic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everybody loves a classic. The original model. <laughs> and um, I've spoken to him about his bipolar at length and the what I understand, and and I have plenty of friends who are bipolar. I mean, I'm also a comedian, so there's mm-hmm. a there's a yeah. I feel like I mean, we're very well acquainted, right? With, I feel like it's a co- pretty common for entertainers, very. Um, but it seems like the resistance to meds, or or like the trying to live your life off meds, is because you're you don't want to have to. There's this like sort of. Um, feeling like why do I have to work extra just to be a person right why do I have to why can't I just live my life normally why do I have to do all this extra care just to exist and Mm -hmm. also the meds are not like across the board effective for everybody they're different for different people yeah they have side effects that are like very difficult like it I'm sure they know a lot (laughs) yeah I'm sure it's no picnic to be on the meds a lot of no. Them. no you so you've taken them before you said yeah I've been on a few different ones um lithium was by far the worst because I'm not bipolar one I'm bipolar two okay yeah. okay and what's the difference bipolar one is very very like the the manic episodes are way longer right or I, um, I don't know the, the defining difference is the psychosis okay well, I don't get psychosis I what feel is like psychosis you know how um when John came in he was talking about thinking that he was the messiah and yes. think and thinking that all these things were happening around him that weren't really yes um I think bipolar two people generally don't have those types yeah. of episodes I see no we don't hallucinate we have no we don't have the delusions I mean like it might be mild during mania where you feel like maybe you're better than you are or sure. you're smarter than you are and th- it's it's mild like sure. I wouldn't say it's anything too crazy but um for me it's just like the the mood swings yeah They're of course fucking, dude I can't I can't take it it's like one day you'll feel on top of the world uh-huh. and then the next day you feel like you're the biggest piece of shit who's ever lived and yeah. and nothing makes sense because you're like I didn't feel like this yesterday what the fuck yeah there's no consistency yeah. with it and so 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 now your episodes are just like all over the map like were they were they more predictable periods of time and in increments before well I feel like I feel like what's causing the problem is my job. I work at night. Mm-hmm. So I'm up at random hours. And I think that my like my circadian rhythm, I mm-hmm. think that throwing that off. Yeah. Really affects bipolar. I've been do I've been reading a lot of like, yes. studies and stuff. Yeah. So I, I I'm really interested in medical science. We're not going to get into that. Sure. <laughs> it's I, like my hobby. Especially I'm in, when I'm baby. High. Yeah. But um, I think that throwing off your natural rhythm. Yeah. Can can trigger the disorder in ways that 
are unpredictable. <laughs> yes. So I have a friend who's bipolar who doesn't. I'm in. I'm an insomniac, mm-hmm. so I don't sleep as well. And Same. and I yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. And 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 I don't. I get this. This like. I know I could try harder with it, mm-hmm. but then I hit this wall of resentment when I do try harder and it doesn't work. Right. So I'm like, oh, here I am reading the fucking book, <laughs> listening to this stupid fucking, uh, you're in a meadow, and uh, bah, 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 bah. you know, having a glass of water, putting my phone in another room, yep. and I'm still wide awake yep, at like same. 5 a.m. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you then. Mm-hmm fuck you then I'm just gonna be crazy um but my friend who is by who she's bipolar and she also has borderline Mm -hmm. um she yeah it's a tough fucking girl (laughs) it's a tough hand to be dealt um I I think her her shrink was like your sleep hygiene is gonna be a definitive factor in whether this is like bad or bad bad right right you know yeah. it affects us more than we think it, i know it, it does. definitely does. and it fucking sucks because yeah. it's like the one thing i can't really you know what can with. really interrupt your sleep yes emily traveling and you know what you need when you're traveling uh what do we need suitcases fuck yes <laughs> um i'm so excited about this sponsor it's away i love these fucking suitcases they're so beautiful and I um, have actually considered giving one of these as a holiday gift to a family member oh, because yeah. they're so sleek looking and so good. Whoever I'm give said, one to my sister-in-law in pink. She loves this I shit. got the one in pink. I know you did. I got the one in pink. It is so Instagrammable. Yeah, I know. I am obsessed with this <laughs> fucking suitcase. I cannot even tell you. Yeah. Not only is it pink and it looks extremely sleek and smooth and nice on the outside, it comes with... Uh, little organizational compartments yeah. on the inside and a removable laundry bag. Wow. So you don't have to put your underwear in a Ziploc bag anymore. You can put it and in. And smell them and then check it, put it in the bag. Is this I the- mean, that's, uh, listen, it's part of my routine. What can I say? <laughs> my tra- that's, this is my That's my morning routine. ritual as I smell the underwear and go, dirty, clean, dirty, clean. <laughs> but you know what? You don't have to be a dirty, disgusting pig anymore. You have a laundry bag in your suitcase. I don't. <laughs> All of Away's suitcases are thoughtfully designed to last a lifetime with durable exteriors that can withstand even the roughest of baggage handlers. Mm-hmm. Every suitcase comes with an interior organization system, including a built-in compression pad to help you pack in more. It's and like a Spanx for a suitcase. Exactly. <laughs> it is like Spanx for a suitcase. Um, and a removable laundry bag that separates your dirty clothes. Four 360-degree spinner wheels guarantee the smoothest roll. This is actually oh. so so true. It Watch. is the smoothest, like just a flick of a hand can oh, spin yeah. this suitcase all the way around. And nothing is more annoying than when you're going through an airport or a train station than when the wheels get stuck on something and it never happens with the suitcase. I fucking love it. And it also has a TSA approved combination lock that keeps your belongings safe. So um, don't worry about your valuables because you got that shit on lock, baby. Fuck yeah. It comes in so many different colors, too. Um, they all look really good. Side note, don't get a black suitcase because you will not be able to find it in the sea of black suitcases on get the conveyor pink belt. pink one. Live your dream. Get a fucking pink one. Pink says, I'm here, I'm bold, I'm a woman, and I'm embracing my femininity. Or if I'm a man, I'm confident in who I am. Zing. I don't care. <laughs> I have a pink suitcase, and I fuck pussy. Or I don't. Whatever. Do whatever you want, but you should get this. They're also very well priced for how they're very well priced. Um, They're they have two different size carry ons too. Mm. They have one that's called the carry on, which is very small and light. So Mm. if you're a frequent traveler and you like to carry on your stuff or if you're um, if you're going to Europe and you're planning on taking a lot of those like hopper flights, they have much stricter requirements for the size of the bag. So that would be a great one to get. I personally got the bigger carry on, which is still compliant with most most airlines but it's a little bit bigger it's probably good for like a week yeah people are like is your bag gonna fit in the overhead bin you're like you fucking bet it is you dare <laughs> sass me because away American told airlines me so. they have the exact measurements listed on the site yeah. of what it is and what you would need for certain airlines it would it's very interesting they got you, you go covered. to the site for twenty dollars off any suitcase or bag visit awaytravel.com slash hot mess and use promo code hot mess during checkout again for twenty percent Sorry. For $20 off any suitcase or bag, visit awaytravel.com slash hot mess and use promo code hot mess. Love it. 
Hmm. Uh, you know, take my money. <laughs> fuck it, please take my money and let me get this awesome bag. Um, so back to Jax. Um, back in Jax. Um, so the bipolar, when did you get the bipolar diagnosis? How old were you when you first like sort of realized this was going on? Uh, 19. 19. Okay. And it just seems like it seems like no one has been there to sort of like take it. If your mom's not around, your dad's not around, it seems like that's a very daunting like illness to have to deal with on your own. Yeah. That's literally the whole meltdown that I told you about yeah. was about that. I was like, I don't have anyone to help me. Yeah. I can't do this anymore on my own and I don't have anyone to help me. Yeah. And I was just telling her like, because my family likes to call me lazy. They mm. like to say that I sit around and do nothing all day. By the way, Jax did an entire comedy <laughs> festival on her own. <laughs> like I, I don't, I, I don't know you on a super personal basis, but I, my experience of you has never been lazy. Yeah, it's, um, it's. It, I mean, I'm not lazy. I can see how from an from an outsider perspective, mm-hmm. I can look lazy right now. Mm-hmm. But as it kills me that I can't do more. Sure. You know? yeah. In- it's, insulting yeah. your children is not the answer to, you know, good parenting. Well, I mean, it's it's not it's not like my mom. It's, you know, it's my like my my godmother, my my grandfather. They just don't get it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They don't. It's it's not them trying to be mean to me. Mm-hmm. They're just like, why are you sitting around all day? Because they know I'm smart. Mm-hmm. They know I'm capable and mm-hmm. they've seen me do insane things. So they're like, why are you doing nothing? Mm-hmm. They just, yeah, they just, they think just I'm don't home. understand mental illness well enough to be right to, to so they pass it off as laziness right exactly yeah that's frustrating so after the first after the initial diagnosis were you medicated like what how did that go yeah they put me on lithium Mm -hmm. um i was on lithium for a few years uh i was on other shit too but i can't remember what the fuck it was well butrin (laughs) they had they had me on something with a c i think they had me on lithium something with a c i was on synthroid for my thyroid because lithium fucked up my thyroid yeah Um, it's a very powerful drug yeah i mean like look at my thyroid still it's still like big and stupid (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking at your big stupid thyroid big stupid i can't see it but i believe you that it's big and stupid damn girl you got a big ass thyroid i know is the roid real yeah (laughs) these are actually implants (laughs) nice i know everyone was wondering Mm -hmm. um yeah i was on that i was on uh, xanax for Mm -hmm. my anxiety um I was that was that for that cocktail (laughs) (laughs) that particular mix yeah that the i was a zombie yeah Yeah. so i i guess you were turned off of medication after that experience yeah i was on it for a while like i was on lithium all through culinary school i culinary school yeah i i I was like 20 when i I went for a year and i just decided to be a pastry chef i know pastry (laughs) chef and a bodybuilder on the side (laughs) and a stripper on the side 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 and what else and wash windshields on the highway. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like putting the timeline all yeah. together in my mind. This is fantastic. So what is, what is like your, what is your mom or your brother? It, is there any sort of like discussion about it being in with other members of your family? Uh, everyone else in my family is a, a fucking narcissist. I don't understand where I came from, who, yeah. how I exist. I really don't get it, but yeah. they all think that they are perfect yeah just in every way well (laughs) i feel like being surrounded by as someone with a narcissistic father being surrounded by people like that that's okay i mean that i'm i'm happy to know what it is yeah you know like it's very um it's harder to be in the dark about having a narcissist in your life right it's a lot more empowering to understand what they are and how to deal with them. Yeah. It still sucks. Yeah. Like it's still like, oh, the person that's supposed to love me and care for me is kind of fundamentally incapable of it. Right. That's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. But like it's the reality whether you like it or not. So trying to trying to change them, fix it, look inward to deal with it on your own is not it doesn't have to do with you. So it's like it it is nicer to know what they are and take it that way it's painful but at least you're not like 
what's wrong with me? Why, why yeah. am I not making these people better? Oh. What am I doing to, you know? Yeah. And, but it's, it's necessary. People need to come to terms. No one wants to think that the person that they love is incapable of loving them, especially when it's like a family member or, yeah. or you know, something like that, a, a loved one, a significant other. Yeah. You don't want to think that, but it's necessary for healing and growth. Yeah. Because otherwise you will be gaslit by these people forever, forever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. Yeah. Oh, it's a never ending. <laughs> now you could just be like, you're gaslighting me. And they're like, what is gaslighting? That's not a thing. And you're isn't like, that, you're doing it again. <laughs> isn't that fun when you like learn all the fun terms? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I know except, you have tricks now. Yeah, except people who are old school, which a lot of our family members are because they come from a different generation, will just be like, Oh, you're you and your therapy talk. What are you triggered again? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't it doesn't matter though. No, it though. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it's everybody needs to be in therapy. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You're right. <laughs> You're I right. agree. I don't give a shit about uh, people wanting to appear strong anymore because I'm yeah. like, you're weak. My my dad actually emailed me to have dinner um, a, a week or so ago. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, um, I'm not, I'm estranged from him for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'll like send him, he's in another country, so where? he's in Canada, okay. which is where I'm from. My so. father's Canadian too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Where? What if we had the same father? Oh my god! <laughs> um, no, there's no way. I mean, there there's any possibility, hmm. but um, uh, he lives in Vancouver, so I'm okay. from the West Coast. Um, so it's easier for me to like divorce myself from him because he's not able to get access to me. Right. I mean, he could show up in New York if he wanted to, but he doesn't know where I live. Um, and I'll send him like emails, um, like, "Hey, I got this cool career thing," mm-hmm. to sort of like continue. A conversation in, on my terms and and I don't like I don't need to never talk to him again but I, I don't want to like continue the relationship because I know how this is gonna end right. like you'll be nice for a while but then something will happen um inevitably but even when he emailed me because he's coming here to speak for a conference and he was like can you have dinner with me? And immediately I'm like, oh, you can't even have dinner with your dad. Like you're such a fucking, you're such a fucking ungrateful. Like the script that has been going yeah. in my head for so long <laughs> begins to start playing. The, like negative self-talk. Right. And like, oh, you're what? You can't even just have dinner with him. Like he, you know, he paid for your whole fucking life and he's your yeah. dad and blah, blah, blah. And I have to like go I, my boyfriend who's met my dad, mm-hmm. I love, I love this. Both you and Dustin, um, probably the two people I'm closest to, uh, have both met my dad and he was behaving poorly when they <sighs> so met crazy. them. Yeah. And I was so happy because narcissists are charming a lot yes. of the time. Yes, yes. So you'll like have this whole Jekyll and Hyde experience mm-hmm. of like this horrible person who mistreats you. Then you introduce them to someone else and they're fucking just the best. They're yeah. so charismatic. They're so thoughtful. Performative. Yes. That's yes. Mm-hmm. But both you and Dustin have seen him sort of a little unhinged and you've seen, yes and I'm like I had to ask Dustin I was like was he an asshole was he me like even though I know all these things is true and I have all these horrible experiences with this person I have the evidence right in front of well, me yeah it's good to have that validation from somebody that you trust also. I still don't believe it entirely like I do I do know but I don't a hundred percent believe right, it. right right there's a the little percentage of my brain that's like you're a baby, you're ungrateful, this person isn't that bad, you don't know what the reality is, Mm -hmm. you're skewing it so that you're a victim. And I don't even know if that will... Well, what... I mean, I understand where all those feelings are coming from, but what difference does it make fundamentally if you're happier not keeping in touch with him? Like, if you're... If you're... If it doesn't benefit your life to call him and see him when he's in town, Mm -hmm. if if it... only hurts you then on a fundamental level what would be the benefit of seeing him? none which is what keeps me like I I finally made a decision to stop talking to him not because because I got tired of it right because I was like I'm just exhausted I can't even if I want to which I kind of still do I just can't I I don't have the energy or bandwidth because I'm gonna go insane so what did you did you respond to the email no not yet yeah because I'm also every time I get an email from him my body goes, the shoulders yeah. go oh, up, yeah. the Tense. chest tightens, yeah. the whole the whole entire physiological response. And I'm nervous to email him back because I am expecting an email, like uh, I'm expecting anger. 
which I haven't gotten from him for years. He's been actually like very, very loving as of recently because I've finally drawn a line with him. So he knows that if he gets angry with me, what am I going to do? Be like, oh, great. Love this. No, like you. So he doesn't. But I'm still scared of it because it's been such it's there's been so much anger all the time. I'm not getting this reaction out of nowhere. Like I've talked to my mom about it and my brother about it. There is this anger under the surface with him where I'm like, something's going to trigger you and you're going to fucking you have lose your mind. PTSD. Yeah. Oh, a that's million. what that is. Yes. Because I, I have the same response. Like when I hear my mother's voice, my body tenses up. Yes. When I hear people screaming, mm-hmm. my body tenses up because I'm getting ready for the attack. Battle. And that's what, and that's what it is. And your body will, I mean, you can go to therapy, but you'll probably still always have little of course. things like that because it's your condition that way now. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like ingrained in your brain. And that's so frustrating because I know so many things about it and ingrained I know the reality. In the membrane. <laughs> yeah. Ingrained in my membrane. <laughs> um, we have to wrap up the show, but Jax, you, you're so funny. We've been getting like very deep on yeah. this show. I'm very excited that this was like the funnest afternoon podcast ever I loved it I loved it where can people find you follow you um everyone can follow me on social media where my titties live um (laughs) she's such a pleasure on social media I mean in life also but Jax is wonderful yeah um it's Jax Deloso across the board it's J-A-X-D-E-L-L-O-S-S-O two s's two else jesus I don't know. <laughs> three o's four i don't know there's no there somewhere 10 thyroid well, that's, um, that's why it's 200 points on the sat for spelling your name right yeah and i uh i also have a new show at the stand oh congratulations yeah, thank yeah. you um Aaliyah janine and i we host together it's called jawbreakers oh. Oh, Aaliyah, uh friend of the show Past yeah hot love, mess her. Guest. love her love her so much bitch. um yeah, our next show is December 6th, Perfect. and it's at 7 p.m. at The Stand. Both hilarious comedians. Follow mm. Jax. Go see her live. Like, consume her on all consume levels. Don't her. get, her, Don't knock her up. Please. No. Stay <laughs> yeah, away. Please, please. We can't take another pregnancy test on air. I mean, we can. If you want to come on and take a pregnancy test I, on air. Honestly, as many times as you want. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think my next abortion's free. <laughs> I know you're filling up your punch card that's great um, if you want more hot mess you yes. can follow us at hot hot mess comedy hour on Instagram hot yes. mess podcast on Twitter um, if you want more content God so much more go to patreon.com slash hot mess uh, there are different reward levels one of which is the $10 level where you get our 200 episode back catalog two bonus shows access to a private Facebook group live streaming all sorts of cool shit a bonus show where we talk about every comedian we've fucked that's been on the show are you serious we use first names we use last names we spill tea middle names one of them got me pregnant <laughs> and we definitely will talk about that guy um, at the at the $5 level, you also get a shout out on the show, which is what I am about to do. Oh, fuck yes. Hit it. Shout out to Adam Hendry, Adrian LaRose, Amy Bennett, Allie May, <laughs> Allie, Alicia Gordon, AM, Andrea Land, Andy Green, Anne, and Anderley, Annie, Annie Cobb, Ariel Westgrau, Ben Silver, Benjamin Robson, Big Booty Britches, a.k.a. Cody Allen, Blaine Fritch, Blake, Brian Salazar, Katie Perez, Caroline Hu, C.B., Celeste Hamda, Cherie Lum, Chica Suave, okay. okay, Chris Jeffrey, Chris Walden, Coral Anya, Craig Banner, Dan Lawrence, Danny Child, Derek Allen, Andrea's brother, Devin, Dixie Normus, (laughs) (laughs) Douglas Buck, Elin Nordahl, Alyssa Denby, Elizabeth Koroski, Emily, Emma Fleissner, Eric Quick, Erica, Eunice Liu, Felicia Kay, Fiona Fagan, Coach Emilio, Fuzz Bubbles, GX Barnett, Georgina, Glenn Seiler, Green Eggs and Sam, Hallie Cat, Hannah, Here's a Dollar, Hillary, Holly Harmon, I love you hot mess bitches so much I made a Patreon account. Thank you so much. (laughs) Inappropriately confident. I think it's very appropriate. Yeah. Ivana be spanked. (laughs) That's a new one. I love that one. Love it. Jay Call, Jay Mack, Jeffrey Zimmer, what a zaddy. Jen May, Jill Urhara. 
Jillian Panzarella. That sounds like pasta. Mm. Joe Lopez, <laughs> John Williams, Jonathan Smith, Josh Hayden, Josh Myers, Julia, Julia Hunter, Julie Weber, Caitlin Jagodowski, Jagodowski, Kieran Bailey, Kelly Burnett, Kevin Stuparo, Kyle Eaton, Killer Tofu, Kristen, Kristen Weber Bonk, Lil J. Lisa Cole, Liz Thompson, Luke Dickin, Madeline, Maddie, Cotum Allen, Madeline Broach, Marcy Kelly, Mariah Schmidt, Mariah. Marie Hofton, Matthew Maki, Matt Dara, Matthew Snyder, Max O'Clock, Jaworski, <laughs> Max O'Clock, bitch, <laughs> Melissa Roa, Melissa Strong, Meryl Zonnefeld, Michael Kalili, Michelle, Mr. Cunnilingus, <laughs> a postman, by the way, new a postman. Mr. Cunnilingus is a postal service worker. Oh hell yeah, yeah. he is. I he would invite. Him into my house while he delivers your mail. That's amazing. And he eats pussy every day. Oh shit! <laughs> Newsy, Noel, Pam Myers, Paul Barco, Paul Wolfgang, Paul Yanakopoulos, PG-rated name, Pisschian, Rachel Franz, Richard Oppelar, Rick Bertelson, RGCCVLLL. That's weird. Rowan, Ruby Lewis, Samantha Turner, Sarah McClellan, Sarah Mesteller. Scott Gaslow, Scott Murphy, Slutosaurus Wrecked, Stacy, Stephanie Barajas, Stephanie All the Ellis, <laughs> Suleiman Abdawali, Susanna E. Garrett, Taylor Marshall, TG, The Impossible to Satisfy Burger, The Whore Next Door Podcast. Oh, I love that. Nice plug. Tom Brillant, Tracy, Tyrone Bryant, UGA Girl, Vincent Elia, and Wendy Benson. Love you guys. You guys, Love you guys. are the reason the show continues. It's all for you. It's, it's a, a comedy, comedy podcast. podcast. <laughs> Nice. Oh, you guys are awesome. Oh, that was a great show. That was so fun. Thank you for being so 